You're listening to Consolidate That. Ukraine is my motherland. It is now under a savage attack by Russia. Ukraine is shielding Europe and the rest of the civilized world from Putin's barbaric aggression. Ukrainians are brave and effectively fighting back. Let's help. Make a donation to Armed Forces of Ukraine. Link is in the show notes. Hashtag Stand with Ukraine. Welcome back to Consolidate That, Ivan. It's great to see you today. I'm really excited about our guest today, so I'll hand it to you to introduce our guest. Hi, I'm Ivan, and today I'm excited to introduce Sarah Hill. So Sarah was born in Danville, but spent most of her childhood on a country farm owned by her grandparents. It was then that she discovered a lifelong love for animals of all kinds. With a journalism and communication studies degree from Harvard University, she began her career as a bather and quickly developed a passion for pet grooming. Progressing from the bather to groomer to salon manager, Sarah honed her skills and expertise. For the past five years, she has been an, an integral part of Danville family vet team, initially as the groomer and now as the pet resort manager. In her current role, Sarah aims to expand the boarding business while embracing new challenges and acquiring additional skills. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you for finding the time. Thank you for having me. You took a very important role in Danville Family Vet. And, and Danville, just to give this sort of the background for the listeners, is a really cool model, which I haven't, I mean, I've seen it before, but I didn't realize how integrated it is. And uh, what they do at Danville Family Vet is that they have three divisions. There's a hospital, then there's uh, grooming, and then there's pet resort or pet hotel, uh, where there's sort of a daycare facility where dogs can socialize and play with each other. And also there's, this is like a regular boarding if people are going traveling. What I love about that model is that it's integrated to a degree where when the groomers are seeing the cases and, uh, uh, well, they don't call it cases, they see clients, but which may convert into a case because they notice something that is wrong with the dog. And instead of saying you should book an appointment with your vet, there's a vet clinic that is right in the facility. It's also a great marketing for the hospital itself, having the daycare facility. So Sarah took on the management role and, and is now owning both daycare and rooming together, which we now call it a pet hotel and, and uh, she's doing a great job. So Sarah, what is the most exciting part out of the two? Because you progress from a groomer to then managing uh, the grooming business. And then now it's together with the, with the pet hotel. What do you like most about your job? Um, I really like working with uh, my team. Uh, my team consisted of just two of the groomers before, you know, we were all three working together. But now I have a lot more people that I work with. Um, and I really enjoy uh, sales. I particularly enjoy um, recommending services that benefit the pets. Um, so, you know, a dog comes in with a very impacted coat. Um, and then I can recommend a D-shed. And that's something that um, has always come naturally to me talking to people about the services that I think would be beneficial for their pets. Um, I, I feel very comfortable with that sort of thing. And you could call it sales, but to me, sales is more of a, you know, let me push the service on you situation. And that's not how I approach things. I approach things, things much more from a genuine place. I want to recommend the thing that the pet needs. I don't want to recommend something just, you know, for the dollar amount. I want it to be something that actually is going to help the pet in the long run. So that's the thing that I most enjoy is talking to clients and recommending services. So within the, you know, this combined services between the, the three of them uh, working together, how do you think it is integrated in a way that how much marketing, if you will, if we'll 
called the sales, then let's call it marketing. So how much do you think it helps for the hospital to have these services on the side as a potential source of business? And do you think is that that helps Denville Family Vet to be a place of choice to go for the veterinary care? Absolutely. A lot of clients, you know, they discover your clinic or your grooming salon because they're going to Google and they're typing in, you know, where can I get my dog a haircut? And so they may not even be looking for a new vet at that moment, but they are looking for a new groomer or they're looking for daycare or a boarding facility. So they come to our facility and then we do have certain vaccines that we require. And then that leads them to meet our doctors um, or, you know, even if they're dropping off and leaving the pets, you know, they're interacting with our other staff and everyone here is, you know, we, we strive to treat everyone like family. And so that gives us the opportunity when they're there for that grooming service or day camp to introduce them to our veterinary side. And then a lot of times, you know, they go from being a loyal grooming client and slowly transition to becoming a client of our medical side as well. So I think it really makes a huge impact from either side. You know, if you're trying to build a grooming and boarding business, you have a vet on the other side. It definitely adds a sense of security and trust, especially when you're talking about boarding an animal. You know, you're leaving your beloved pet with someone for many days at a time. It is a reassurance to know that there's a doctor on staff. So if something happens, they can be treated on the spot. You know, you're not in Hawaii on a cruise ship and someone's calling you from the boarding facility. You're, you know, your dog broke its leg. What do we do? It's hey, something happened, your, your dog's having an upset stomach, we've already given them probiotics, we're already taking care of it. So you have peace of mind. That's awesome. You know, I wasn't familiar with the with the business of daycare for pets. It's it's something new to me, uh, especially because I've been my entire career in uh, in emergency. So, so it's interesting. I understand what I what I thought boarding was. So to me, boarding is something I'm going on vacation, just like you said. And then we have, you know, for five, six days or 10 days, I'm leaving my pet in the boarding facility. But you guys have what's called a daycare. It's essentially, that's what it is. Who are the customers and what do you think that provides to the owners? Because they essentially can even drop it off for a day, like kids, right? So is that is that something that's, uh, who are those customers and what are they looking for from that service? So we have a variety of clients who use our daycare services. We offer full days and half days. We offer packages. And really, a lot of these are working people, you know, people who are working all day long and, you know, maybe they only get 30 minutes of lunch. So, you know, we all, you know, we run errands on our lunch breaks and, you know, it can be tough to, you know, go get your oil changed and go let Fluffy outside to potty every single day. So a lot of people bring them for that reason, you know, that that way they have the ability to go out on potty breaks while they're at work for long hours. Uh, We also have dogs that just have high energy levels and, you know, their parents are very busy and they can come and play and socialize and then they go home tired, mentally stimulated. And, you know, the parent doesn't have to worry about trying to put in a lot of energy when they're already tired from a long day at work. We also have people who are, you know, perhaps they're working on their home, you know, they're doing renovations or, you know, they're having painting done, things where the pet can't be at home for that service. And, you know, this is a positive alternative where they can come and not only 
be taken care mm -hmm. of and have you know access to go outside when they need, but actually have fun and enjoy being around the other dogs. Um, it can also be a socialization tool, you know, for new puppies. So there's there's a wide um, application to day camp, um, but certainly you know there there's also just an emotional component to it as well. Over time, daycare, you know, you said you hadn't really had a lot of experience with daycare. And I think that's because daycare is becoming more and more popular. I think we're going to see more and more of these opening up because people 20 years ago did not see their pets the same way that we see pets now. You know, it was, hey, feed them, you know, whatever the cheapest grocery store brand is. They stay outside, you know, that sort of thing. Now pets are so much a part of our families you know, we feed them human-grade food. They have beds with their names on them. You know, people see them as their kids. And just like their kids, they want their kids to go play with their friends, have a good time, have a snack in the afternoon, you know, make a paw print painting, that sort of thing. So I think that's that's the clients that, that we're seeing is people, you know, it's not just a matter of convenience, but also a matter of just taking the highest quality care of their pets and really having that you know, physical and social stimulation every day. Yeah, Sarah. So it's kind of interesting. You know, I Ivan has ducks and ducks don't go to daycare. So that might be one of his uh, barriers to entry there. But I <laughs> I take my two golden retrievers. Not we're fired. I have chickens now. <laughs> oh, well, chickens, you definitely don't take daycare. But so I take my two golden retrievers to daycare all the time for a lot of the reasons you're talking about. We had work done on our house. They needed somewhere to go and not be stuck in their, in their crates and in their kennels all day long. But when also when I'm going on a trip, I find that my preference is to exclusively look for a boarding facility that has daycare because I don't want them stuck in their kennels the entire time or just in a smaller run. How do you feel like, you know, having the boarding with the daycare, with the grooming, with the pet care available and the veterinary care and all of that sets you guys apart in the competitive landscape? I feel like it makes us the one stop shop. You know, you can drop your pet off to, you know, for boarding while you're on vacation. And a lot of people will go ahead and have their entire yearly workup done at the same time. So they'll go ahead and have the exam and their blood work and their vaccines updated after they've dropped them off. They'll talk to the groomers and the groomers will give them a haircut and a bath. And we plan that out to coincide with them leaving so that they're, you know, they're fresh. They smell good at the end. And then, of course, we also offer packages so they can add day camp to their boarding stay. And we also have a luxury package where that day camp comes complimentary, as well as, you know, a TV and a snack and things like that. Um, so we have a lot of different amenities as well. But the main thing is that convenience where you can drop them off for the entire gamut of services that they could possibly need. You're getting them taken care of medically. You're getting their coat taken care of. And they're, you're also getting, you know, their emotional state taken care of with the day camp. Ivan, I was going to actually ask you a question. This might be a, a curveball with what we normally do, but has there been a thought of having a veterinarian meet each person or each patient or each client that comes into the boarding facility to be able to establish a VCPR so that you can actually do more telemedicine as the laws are starting to change and, and introducing that and, and utilizing daycare as a way to sort of establish that relationship so that people can take advantage of telemedicine, teletriage, telehealth? Well, I don't want to record this legal answer of mine, but <laughs> the way I see it is that in a way, if the veterinarian is doing a physical exam on admission, 
of the patient, which I think would be actually smart if like for the daycare, I don't know how scalable it is for each patient to go through the physical exam, but I think that it's, it's potentially, a, you know, as long as you complete your physical exam, then you establish the VCPR. Go ahead, Sarah. Um, we do require an exam for them to come to stay for any of our services. We require an exam, a stool check, a rabies, a bordetella, and a flu vaccine for all patients who stay for grooming, daycare, or boarding. So we have an established um, rapport between the patient and our veterinarians uh, for every pet that's in the facility. Sarah, that's actually really interesting. That's a cool way to look at scaling that and, and having a way for the pet parents to be able to have access to the telemedicine appointments and the, the capabilities there. And especially as, you know, groups and practices begin to expand their footprint, if you do have a standalone boarding facility or a standalone daycare facility that has a, you know, a satellite or a parent group that owns the veterinary care down the street, you could really expand your overall reach. So kind of a, an interesting thought process. So Sarah, building on the idea of kind of trying to expand the not only access to services, but access to care, what are some additional services that you would see that are not major add-ons or major difficulties, but that could be really helpful for you know any clinic that's out there or any group that's out there to really say, hey, here are things that we could add on, you know, a grooming package for any vaccinations or, or what are things that you guys are finding are successful? So I would, and there's lots of different extra services that you can offer, um, but probably some of the quickest, you know, easiest ones that are also popular with the clients are going to be things like dremeling the toenails. We do a nail trim comes with a bath or a haircut, but a nail dremeling is going to get those nails shorter and smoother and pretty much 99% of people are going to say yes if you ask them if they want that service. Because most of us, our dogs are in our laps or they get excited, they jump on us when we get home and those nails hurt. So most people want that. And it's also just better care for the pet as well. So you can feel really confident offering that. And it's very easy. You know, you have a Dremel, you're, ready, you're good to go. So it doesn't require a lot of extra product or space to offer that. Um, another one would be uh, toothbrushing. You know, it takes a minute to brush a dog's teeth. And, you know, some people will say, oh, well, you know, if you're only brushing their teeth when they come in for a bath, you're not really helping the pet. And to some extent, obviously, we want to recommend to the parents that they also buy a tube of toothpaste while they're here with us. Well, we're happy to give them a toothbrush. Here you go. You know, this is what you need to do. Take care of them every day. And while we're at it, we can send them over to the doctor and do, you know, a dental exam and tell you if they need a real cleaning. But the benefit to offering toothbrushing, especially in um, a clinic, is, for instance, I had um, a basset hound that I would do a bath every two weeks. And she had a horrible odor. And one day I decided to offer toothbrushing. And we brushed her teeth and I discovered that she actually had like almost a cleft palate that was inside. And she had hair, her own hair, stuck between her teeth and this a protrusion of gum underneath and it was causing a major infection under there and the parent was unaware of it until we brushed her teeth um and so that was actually extremely beneficial for her because we were able to book a dental after that she had to have one of those teeth removed um and they did that within our facility and then we brushed her teeth from then on when she came in and i was able to you know maintain you know any hair getting in her gums keeping that away from her 
So those are just a couple of the things that you could offer that are very quick and easy and any clinic could add without causing, you know, a lot of extra mess or requiring a lot more training or staff. So you took over the entire sort of business, if you will, on this. And then since you started, and and I wanted to ask you this in a way that if someone else has a hospital that is running both boarding or, or pet hotel facility and the grooming, uh, what are the advancements in the business? Because you performed, and as we're looking at other departments, you are outperforming any expectations that we had from this side of the business. So you you ended last month with 120, no, 46% higher than was budgeted, and then you keep exceeding all the expectations. So what are your suggestions, and what have you done with the business to help drive this that we could suggest to the listeners if they're running a similar setting? So some of the things that um, I apply to the pet resort, whether it be in grooming or in boarding, is something that I actually learned um, back in the day. One of my district leaders at Petco uh, told me to assume the rebook. And I think that it is a game changer. So when someone comes in for a bath or a grooming service, you don't ask them, hey, do you want to rebook the next bath? You just assume that they want to rebook because you've done an awesome job. Of course they want to come back. So I make them a card when they come in for a bath. And, you know, using grooming knowledge, I try to guess, you know, about how many weeks this dog is really going to need another service. If it's just a bath and a nail trim for weeks, if they're getting, you know, haircuts, you may do six or eight weeks. But the point is to always give them a card at the end of the service and say, hey, just so you know, I've gone ahead and set you up with another appointment. This is just for your convenience. If you don't want to you know, if this isn't doesn't work for you, we can always change it. Or if you need to cancel it, that's totally fine. We just do this to save you a spot so you won't have to wait in line. It is really helping them because you're making it convenient. They don't have to call back to set up that appointment. And they're not going to have to wait because they've already got that spot set up. And then you're more likely to build a clientele this way. Because one of the main practices that I like to apply is... The sooner that you do things, the more money that you're making. So if somebody calls in and you have space to bring them in today, you want to bring them in today, even if you also have space tomorrow, because the sooner you do it now, the sooner they're going to need it again. So you want to make sure that, you know, that person may always bring their dog to see you for a bath, but they may not come every four weeks on the dot. They're going to think they're going to come when they think of it. You know, that's like with my dog's medications, you know, I don't think about it until the bottle's empty. Oh, darn, I need to get some more medication. And then I wait another two days because I'm a bad parent. But if they get into that habit, not only do you get them established as a client, because um, one of the other things that uh, research has proven that if someone does something three times, it becomes a habit. So if you can get that person to come to an appointment three times, you are much more likely statistically for them to keep returning to those appointments. You start to create that habit and now you have a solid client and you can not only make more revenue, but you also can predict your revenue much more easily because you can look out at the calendar and go, I know that I have 20, 30, 40, whatever clients that are regular clients who I can count on to be here And then I can just fill in the gaps with those people who call in, hey, can I just come once every six months? You don't want to just be waiting on the phone to ring. You want to make sure that you have those booked out. So that's one of the main things that I'm working on. I still have a long way to go um, as far as booking out those baths. But that is one of the main things that, that I'm working on. 
trying to implement in the salon and the pet resort. It's a really cool advice. Um, and before we wrap up, I have one more question, and it's kind of relating to uh, to Galaxy relationship with Danville Family Vet. Do you have any sort of change of mindset or any sort of outlook on the business in general since Danville Family Vet joined Galaxy? Definitely. Um, we've had several meetings um, where you actually, Dr. Ivan, have come and talked to us about business acumen. And um, I feel like I'm really learning more about, you know, some of the terms and, you know, things like EBITDA and COGS, stuff like that, that while I had a little bit of experience with that at Petco, that just really wasn't focused on at our level very much. So I feel like I'm really learning a little bit more about what the big picture looks like and how all these things fit together and work together to create a profit or, you know, for us to be able to offer bonuses to our staff and those sort of things. So I do feel like I'm learning a lot um, working with Galaxy and getting a better bird's eye view of, you know, what the business really needs to run and perform at the best level. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for this conversation. It was very interesting to uh, to discuss this aspect of it. I actually think that, you know, Denville Family Event really kind of shifted my mindset. I always thought that the boarding and grooming are not really revenue generators, as I've seen in some hospitals, but the way that Dr. Smith set this up and you and you helped to advance this, it's a really a collaboration between the three, and then it's a continuous source of lead generation. So so thank you, thank you for leading uh, the pet hotel and grooming, and thank you for finding the time for this podcast. I really appreciate you all having me. Um... And uh, I'm excited that you guys took the time to highlight Pet Resort um, because it is my passion, grooming and, and boarding. And um, I do feel like it's a great source of revenue for a hospital. And uh, I'm excited to see where Galaxy can take us in the future. Excellent. Well, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to Consolidate That. If you want to hear our new episodes, please find us on any podcast platform. Also, you can learn more about us on our website at galaxyvets.com.